Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. From the gas pump to the grocery store, we're all feeling it. Prices continue to rise. It's been more than 30 years since we've seen inflation soar this high. The experts say don't expect it to get any better anytime soon. What I know is what white people are willing to do to defend white supremacy. Police forces, white supremacist organizations, and white militias. Hope the Asian food isn't coming. It's on, isn't on one of those boats in Long, uh, Long Beach Harbor. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great... Negro at the time. Did you see that Netflix special where Colin Kaepernick is comparing the NFL to slavery? Bro. Throws a parks? That's what I call that dude. <laughs> Throws a parks. <laughs> Alice K. Shattuck. Yeah. I'm going to make a declaration. Okay. Right now. I'm going to call this November 11th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Racism is dead. I will be calling. It is? It is. Great news. I will be uh, naming this podcast, this episode, that as well. Okay. We have proven now, forevermore now, we have now reached the milestone where we can no longer, there's no more room to be any more absurd whatsoever. Oh, I it don't know is, about that. No, racism is dead in this country. Anyway, mm-hmm. the traditional meaning of racism. Right. I mean, obviously, these people, these hustlers are themselves bigots and they're using race to divide, but whatever. The fact that this judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse case... Mm-hmm has made half of the country say, oh my God, he is a proven racist. Add racist to the pile. Because he said this today about the breaking for lunch when the guy said, oh, what time are you going to get lunch? What time do you want to stay? 
let's hope for one o'clock. I don't know. The uh, hope the Asian food isn't coming. It's on isn't on one of those boats in Long uh, Long Beach Harbor. Um, but let's. Uh, so, um, <laughs> I mean, well, he did have the proud to be an American song. It's ringtone yesterday. Well, no, so. here's the thing. Here's the thing mm-hmm. is that you can't just simply, if somebody you hate you mentions an element of something that contains a race or ethnicity... Right. That doesn't mean that person <laughs> has said something racist. And this guy named Eric Feng Ding, Feigel Ding, is an epidemiologist and a he's health... He's not an epidemiologist. He's a nutritionist, but that's okay. He's had a lot of COVID opinions, too. Well, While okay. he was telling us to keep his schools, our schools closed, he sent his kids to private school in Europe where there were no masks. Okay, so. okay. Well, him saying... After the judge says that, he says, racist me thinks already, already, the, if you're a me thinks person, you need to be punched in the face. Not him, of course, not physically, obviously, but anybody else. Racist me thinks the judge is murder trial for Kyle Rittenhouse says, I hope the Asian food isn't coming from one of those boats on Long Beach. What a complete joke circus this is. I don't understand. And then under- I think that probably he, start to f- he started to feel that maybe... His attempt to declare to stick his plant his flag and say yes for racist me things was backfiring. So he said, and yes, it is racist. The boats in the harbor are majority boats from Asia. And he said Asian food, which further connects the Asian boats. It's racist. Come on. I think it was a joke about the supply chain crisis. I don't. So what? So what is the? So what if the Asian food and Asian boats are coming from Asia? <laughs> so what does that mean? So what? What does that mean? Where is the racism? Where is the I'm better because of my race than that person is? That person is racially inferior to me in what the judge said. So you did send me a, like a CNN article about this. Mm-hmm. And so they offered more explanations, none of which clarified to me what exactly is supposed to be racist about this. So this is... This is why racism is dead because there's nothing there. But he I said the word understand. Asian food. I literally I read all these explanations. You know, what's, you know what else is you know what else understand. is racism? Racist. Asian food sucks. That's also not racist. Indian food sucks. Also not racist. I also remember happen when to think both guy, of those things don't suck. But remember rem- when the guy got in trouble for saying they only use curry? That's the only spice they have. Right. That's also not racist. <laughs> you know, it might be an ignorant thing to say, and he's wrong because that's not the only spice. That said. Uh, the curry is featured in a lot of Indian food. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely this is. There's none of nothing racist about what this guy said. Whatever, at all. These people are out of ideas. They are out of ideas. Are you? Are you hearing us still? I'm okay. hearing us. You're okay. not hearing us. I was just worried the thing came out again. No, I'm we're nervous now. We're having equipment. Are issues. you hearing us? I think I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. It just I was hearing you louder in the room than yeah. I was on my headphones for a minute, so I couldn't really tell if I was just hearing you in the room or not. Okay. That's great. <laughs> so anyway, so let me read you some of these comments cuz CNN got a bunch of experts on anti-Asian racism to weigh in to explain what's wrong with Are this. Are these the same people who said that when the Herald did a story a couple of years ago, about a politician ordering in Chinese food. Not an Asian politician. No, a politician just went through an order from a Chinese restaurant. The Herald then called the Chinese restaurant. And spent restaurant like thousands and, of dollars. The Herald called the Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. and got the bill and got the itemized whatever. And so the Herald 
made a story out of it in the front page and had a picture of Asian food, like the Chinese food boxes Box, with, yeah. the, with the little handle there. Mm-hmm. And everybody decided that that was, that was uh, anti-Asian hate and that was hateful and that was mm-hmm. racist. Boston's new incoming right. mayor said yeah, it was, was racist. Well, exactly. They all decided that was racist because... Because what? And, and, and an Asian writer for the Boston Globe complained about it, et cetera. And anybody who's Asian got to get up and say, hey, this is harmful to my community. It was a depiction of actual Asian food. Does that not exist? <laughs> so I see anybody who you have a disagreement with whatsoever, who utters anything that's within the realm of any race or, or um, ethnicity, that person is a racist. So that's what racism is. Okay. That's well- why racism is dead. It is gone. It is finito. It is out of here. I mean, I guess so. So this article is titled, Judge in Kyle Rittenhouse Trial Makes Inappropriate Asian Food Joke. So There are guidelines for Asian food jokes, apparently, <laughs> and the CNN experts know all about mm-hmm. them. Uh, his comments were perceived as offensive and anti-Asian by some and as placing blame on Asian people for a large-scale event. So I guess they're trying to say that he's blaming... Asian people for the supply chain backlog? You know, it would seem to me that in order for him to say that he blames Asian people, he would have to say that he blames Asian people. Right. Right, because if you read Not between the lines... Not that there just might be some... Uh, let's hope for one o'clock. I don't know. The uh, Hope the Asian food isn't coming. It's on, isn't on one of those boats in Long, uh, Long Beach Harbor. Um, but let's... Uh, I mean, don't people say that about a lot of things now? Because, like, when half the shelves in the store are empty and you're like, um, where's the taco seasoning? And somebody's will be like, I guess it's on one of those boats in Long Beach. You know, because, like, that's where all the stuff is because we have a massive supply chain backlog. Like, I don't think it's about the Asian food necessarily. Right. And in the, in the, uh, in the blame pile for boats in Long Beach Harbor, Asians aren't in there whatsoever. They got the food onto the boats. <laughs> I know. They, they did the their part. If the captain, if the boats are, are staffed, if the crew is all Asian, they want to be in the, the harbor. Right. You know? The problem is the Americans who are supposed to be unloading right. the boats and the politicians who aren't letting them do it. But, yeah, but no, no. We've got this wrong, says John Yang, president and executive director of Asians Americans Advancing Justice, or AAJC, which I get AAAJ from that. So I don't know how you end up with AAJC, but okay. It harms our community and puts us in the crosshairs of microaggressions as well as actual physical violence, he said. That's wonderful. He said, it's clear the judge doesn't have cultural sensitivity. His remarks were meant to denigrate or minimize Asian Americans. And any Asian American that sees or hears this statement will understand that he is making fun of or mocking our community. This is a slow attempt to try to brainwash. Obviously... (laughs) There's no, there's nothing denigrating about anything that he said whatsoever. There is a supply chain problem. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this is why I'm telling you that the Biden administration, this presidency will be where we apologize for the A-bombs. I have some uh, factoids on that for you today mm-hmm. for Veterans Day. Some interesting okay. uh, tidbits on uh, how we're reframing the A-bombs actually right now. But uh, he, Yang wasn't done. He said, this is a great illustration of how Asian Americans are not immune from racial bias and discrimination in the criminal justice system. Oh, great. <laughs> you know what? It's a game. It's but- a fun game, a marketing game. Guys, make the, make the tie-in. Make the correlation that you can see. Just you find it, and it's. I'm sure after a while. Meanwhile, I think 
Asian Americans are extremely underrepresented in like incarceration and everything else. They and, like, are police no, violence criminal, criminal justice, and all of them. No. Like I think they're actually you're not punching below their weight. In you're terms centering of, whiteness. Yeah. Um, uh, um, so others just call the comment racist. All I can say is ugh, racist stereotypes die hard. Said main gay, the main guy. I don't know. How if to say this guy says, said the Lung family professor of Asian American studies and professor of history at Columbia University. If this guy says that because they decided they hate this judge because. Everything has to be seen through hate, through the the filter of hate, a lens of of race, and they've all decided that the Rittenhouse thing once again is a binary race choice, where Rittenhouse is the racist white supremacist who, mm-hmm. and it's not important who he killed because because he was essentially attacked a Black Lives Matter protest. So there you go, Rittenhouse is the white supremacist. Mm-hmm. There you've got their guy, and the judge is being favorable to Rittenhouse, and so this is obviously that's all they need. They can't help. Everything has to be done, and every this is nothing new. We talk about this all the time, but I mean, it, I would say that there are there are shysters and race baiters, and those people I understand they're just soulless and um, immoral bottom feeders. They're also just the insane, and people who, if you make something of this, then you're insane. What's the next step after this? This is not. You're just a. You're just a an F head. Sorry. Uh, it, right. And judges go really, really out of their way to not show any appearance of bias, to not make public statements that could be misinterpreted, to not be like on social media. You don't see active judges like going on Fox yeah, News and talking the, about stuff. Soft topic. No, but like, no, no, no. But my point is like judges try so hard and for people to like take these tiny snippets of like courtroom whatever is he's just commenting about lunch coming and to start to spin it into this yarn that he's like this racist who's gonna let kyle rittenhouse off because he's just a racist is like nuts world right of course it is of course it is we have a really good criminal justice system well just think the side that's saying this is the side that is blaming the other side for creating racial divisions they're spinning yarns out of nothing and mm-hmm. the same. Now here's uh, Cyril. Can you turn that down, buddy? Just turn it down. We're doing the podcast. Just turn it down, dude. Okay. Or take it downstairs. Just take it into my room then. You can plug it in there too. Okay. Here you go, buddy. So anyway, the the guy Eli Mistal, who was um, who's sometimes on He's CNN. He's from the Nation. From the nation, whatever that is, I guess it's a, it's a communist newspaper. Okay, uh, who's got stupid hair? Which really, it's it's a, it's stupid hair. There's a lot of lawyers with stupid hair. He's one of them. Like Kuvi had stupid hair. Mm-hmm. The guy who, who was uh, defending Michael Jackson had stupid hair. A lot of lawyers have stupid mm-hmm. hair. This guy has really stupid hair. Eli Mistal. This is his take on the whole judge's behavior. Yada 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 yada. Amy, I don't have a crystal ball. All right, what I know is the law and what I know is what white people are willing to do to defend white supremacy. White supremacy, that's just another in my evidence pile that racism is dead. Here's Bree Newsom who's a uh, on a bud. Know that, I mean, even apart from the long history of collaboration between police forces, white supremacist organizations and white militias, we have a very recent history of this as well. We've had situations where police kill someone, there is protesting, and then in addition to the police presence in the street, which is a problem, 
Uh, we have white militia groups. The police presence in the street is a problem. Mm-hmm. Huh. Showing yeah. up. White supremacist organizations showing up. We saw that in Ferguson. We saw that in Minneapolis. And we saw that in Kenosha. And, and I think one of the things that is being um, kind of glossed over here is the fact that that is exactly the element that Kyle Rittenhouse belongs to. So I want to say something. Those two people, they are something that's that does not carry with it a race. And there's no racial connotation whatsoever. They're something that can be universal to everybody. White, black, brown, tall, short, gay, straight, binary, uh, um, uh, um, normal, um, <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, they're what's called... Okay, sorry. I tried to mark the uh, swear that I just said. Um, mm-hmm. And I um, instead stopped the recording. So. Okay. So, uh, so there you go. <laughs> and this, I mean, I, I, I would just think that eventually the game would just be old, but people are still pushing to forward with this. Like our friend, who's a teacher, they're pushing that that this whole line of BS. Let's get through some more race stuff. Now, goddamn. <sighs> hold on, hold on. <sighs> okay. So uh, then, of course, Joe Biden. Now that the guy said. Where the Asian food's coming, I hope it's not stuck in the supply chain, which is just fine to say. Joe Biden also today, um, I don't even think he misspoke. He just just said a typical Bidenism. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page, and uh, and so that is what Joe Biden said today. That's also not racist. He called a guy a Negro from the Negro Leagues. It was the Negro Leagues back then, and Joe Biden was, you know, watching baseball back when that was when some, people something. called people that. Well, sure. Well, and black people called people that. Martin Luther King used the term Negro. It's that's not racist at all. The thing, if I, if you wanted to take, if mm-hmm. you wanted to take Biden down, if I were this guy with the stupid hair or whatever. I would say, wait a second, Negro Leagues, and then eventually went on to the pros. Whoa, Negro Leagues were just as pro. And they were in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. but, but, but there's nothing... Media, I fact-checked this for right. us. They fact-check it. Conservative critics falsely claimed President Joe Biden referred to legendary pitcher Satchel Paige as a Negro during a Veterans Day speech. They falsely claimed that. Barely more than a week after pulling the same bit on Biden and Pope Francis. Variations on the same claim spread like wildfire among verified conservative users Thursday that the president had referred to the late Hall of Famer as the great Negro at the time, some even including a clip that plainly reveals the falsehood of the attack. I guess we'll listen to it. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time pitcher in the negro leagues went on to become sounds like he said great negro at the time well the president obviously began to say great negro league pitcher but then paused and shifted to saying at the time pitcher in the negro leagues which was in fact the name of the league that black players form and they were shut out of major league daniel dale working for those people (laughs) that this needs to be explained is beyond absurd no biden would never make that (laughs) so here's the thing so obviously nobody in the left is saying anything bad about biden they're saying one what you heard isn't what you heard or two they're saying they know that joe biden is not a racist so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter. Now, if mm-hmm. that judge said Negro League pitcher, then they're all hell of a break because they'd know. 
But Joe Biden can say all the hard work that's done to make Asian food in ports, you know, all the hard work that's done to stretch that in your mind is, okay, <laughs> somehow we can make this be racist, guys. Let's work with me. Come on. I want ideas. All <laughs> he the, did make, say Asian, so I'm sure we can spin this into being exactly. racist somehow. Exactly. All that is only done for conservatives. Only. Or right. else, because if it were equal, it was an equal playing field and horrific racist things were were judged simply by the connectivity to certain misty elements in there that you just know are hearkening back to dangerous memes and tropes, etc., then Joe Biden would be much more problematic. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> that would be considered problematic. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American. Yeah. Who is articulate and bright and and, and clean and nice-looking guy? I mean, it's that's a storybook. So now that's interesting because that was a time when Biden was running against Obama. Right. So Biden was the bad guy. So that one they did determine was racist, and then and they memory hold it. They well, they did determine was racist, and Biden essentially dropped out of the race because of it. Mm-hmm. So. And, well, this is also, uh, here's, a, here's another one. The data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers. They don't have, they, they, they don't have accountants. But they have great ideas. Does anyone doubt this whole nation would be better off from the investments those people make? And I promise you, that's why I set up the uh, National Small Business <laughs> Whatever. But you get there's another one where you could stretch that as well. Black yeah. people can't get accountants. They can't get lawyers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I think that's uh, incorrect. I don't think Kim Kardashian would be uh, so famous if that were true. Remember, he said they couldn't get on healthcare.gov for a while too. Didn't he say that that they couldn't go online for things? Oh, you mean this? Uh, the other that I was just part- playing oh. again. Step on. <laughs> okay. You know what? Well, if you're, you, you know what you are? You're the step-on wife, not a step-forward wife. You're a step-on wife. Thank you, Alice, so much, so much. Well, let me. You know what? I'm going to give you the, the list of other cuts I have so you can step on those two before I let well, you. Well, actually, the, uh, the I'm probably less likely to step on your cuts if you tell me what they are before. Not everybody in the community, in the Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts know how to use, know how to get online to determine how to get in line for that COVID vaccination at the at the Walgreens or at, at, at the... There you go. I'm sorry, but it would have had a bigger impact for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, my point is just that you could let me know things before the show and not try and surprise me because if I don't know what you're doing, then sometimes I might step on what you're doing because I don't know what it is. <laughs> so you assume could- <laughs> I'm building on something else. Assuming, <laughs> assume that I have a plan here. And so but when then- I'm still about to play one more cut and you think, oh, there's another time that Tom probably doesn't know about. Yeah, but there's times when there's times when I don't bring something up, and then you're, you're like, "How wife, come you didn't you know bring that up?" You're a step on wife, but you know what? It reminds me that it, it, it now has me doing uh, introspection, thinking how many times I did that to Callahan, to Jerry, because mm-hmm. he probably was building towards stuff, and I probably saw it coming a mile away and and just stepped right on it. Maybe I did. I don't know. It's not like somebody where we have proof. <laughs> 
It's my step-on wife, Alice Shattuck. <laughs> She's very pretty and uh, lovely and very helpful and wonderful in every single way. Just as she's not purely human, she's she's been altered. Whoa, she fall? No. All right, so let's see. Where else are we here? Well, I do think it's interesting because we just had a bunch of white supremacists elected in Virginia, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and one of them was black. So, uh, five thirty eight also did an analysis for us. Where they asked the question, can white voters who back a black candidate still hold racist beliefs and views? And they did find that there can still be racists that do mm-hmm. vote for black people sometimes. So so what is it that those racists hate about black people if it's not the color of their skin? Um, well, they there have been polls where like people who voted for Ben Carson, some of them... Um, also identify Some as white of them supremacists. Felt that African Americans had too much political influence when they were polled and they were asked that question. I guess so. I mean, but they were voting for Ben Carson, so like I don't know. I would love to see the wording of the so question. So they said again, much of that relationship is down to partisanship. Republicans are more likely to hold prejudiced views and more likely to support a Republican candidate. But that's the point. For many white GOP voters, anti-black views don't seem to get in the way of supporting a black Republican. So then they go through a bunch of these, um, uh, more of their little statistics and everything. But, uh, and they say that, um, you know, it gives them, it gives them cover for their views because they can say like, oh, I voted for the black person. So like, they like to cover it up like that. Yeah, I voted but, for the ba- black president who now then, makes uh, my health care choices more, for me. The more interesting part of the uh, the article is where they get off of the statistics themselves, which are like, whatever. But they then they start to sort of speculate about what's going on here. Um, so they said to make sense of why racially prejudiced white Americans are willing to support some black candidates, it's worth considering why they so strongly oppose black Democrats in the first place. Given the racialized nature of the two party system in the United States, most black political candidates are Democrats who embrace liberal positions on the issues of race and justice. When asked if they would support such a candidate, research shows that racially prejudiced white voters worry that these candidates will represent the interests of black Americans, both because of a shared African-American identity and because Democrats are perceived as the party more supportive of black interests. So it makes sense that racially resentful white Americans oppose candidates like Obama as his racial identity and partisanship signaled to voters he was more supportive of black interests than prior presidents. Put it another way, racially prejudiced white voters are not opposed to black candidates simply because they are black, but because they believe that most black candidates will fight for those people and not people like us. Black Republicans, on the other hand, are perceived differently by racially prejudiced white Americans. Their embrace of the Republican Party and its conservative ideology assure racially prejudiced whites that unlike black Democrats, they are not in the business of carrying water for their own racial group. Instead, they are viewed as distinct from other black elites. If blackness is intertwined with a kind of racial liberalism that is antagonistic to the interests of white Americans, black Republicans' partisan and ideological commitments Allay concerns that they are for them and not us. So basically, that's a long way of saying that 
they're opposed to black Democrats, which is most black politicians, because they embrace liberal policies right. that Republicans don't like. Correct. And they're for black Republicans because they embrace Republican policies that Republicans like. Right. So there. So in other <laughs> words, black black. I mean, Republicans don't be, vote for people based on the color of their skin. They be, vote for people based on the content of their. Uh, policy <laughs> exactly so in other words and, and it says and, and also when it says that you know uh, republicans are, are happy to vote for a black person um it, you know if they show time, their conservative right, ideology what they're basically saying is re- they're uh, republicans absolutely are happy with uh black people in every way they just don't like progressivism right right and so it's like and I like this too, but it says, while they're like tolerant of people and while they're very nice to them and while they're happy to have them as neighbors and while they concern, they're concerned for the black cause and while they're this, it's like qualifying a thousand reasons. Yes, all that is saying is, yes, that the color of the skin doesn't matter to conservatives. Of course it doesn't. Give a flying <laughs> F. have freaking time for that. Okay, which brings us to Joe... Uh, what happens here is that the when I hit the button, the whole thing flips the whole new, to a new universe in with this computer, which, by the way, is so close to being full of memory, it's incredible. There are times, Alice, when I'm recording and saving cuts that they immediately get sucked up to I, <laughs> iWorld because there's no memory left. Okay. So if we're rich soon because somebody's job, get a job, and okay. daddy needs a new pair of shoes... And in his sugar mama can afford it. I'm gonna need you to get me a new computer. But it has to be a Mac, right? Damn right. <laughs> I can do right. with a PC. I don't understand why you need something fancy. Because we can't have two HVAC machines blowing in this room, Alice. <laughs> Just yours is enough. It's like the beginning scenes from uh, Rudolph. <laughs> it was a terrible one to that year. Uh, okay. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to play Rogan and Theo Vaughn, another comedian, and they just mentioned Kaepernick. Did you see that Netflix special where Colin Kaepernick is comparing the NFL to slavery? Bro. Throws a parks? That's what I call that dude. <laughs> Throws a parks. <laughs> it is, that is the lamest, that it, 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 I did try to watch it. It's the it makes dumbest me sad. comparison. It makes me sad because it feels like the lowest, con- it's like the lowest pandering for racism that you could create. Yeah. It's almost infantile, yeah. the pandering of it. And I think it takes away from real race, like real race that ha- it's just like, oh, imagine comparing the ability to do it or not do it. Oh, yeah. You, you sign up for it. Everybody, like so many People who play football want to be in the NFL. It's a goal. It's a dream. You can make millions of dollars. And imagine comparing that to slavery simply because they measure people's physical performance. That's what he was doing. He was measuring, like, wingspans and the combine scores, like, for weightlifting and speed and all that stuff. That's to see how physically adept you are, how good you're going to be at football. Yeah. So they'll give you tons of money. Yeah, the idea that this is comparable to slavery. But whoever fucking wrote that down, and then he, the fact that he read it and said it, and then they had that video <clears throat> where they comparing the NFL owners to the slave masters, and they're shaking hands with each other. Oh. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Yeah, he's right. And that thing was obviously mm-hmm. a, like gross, bigoted thing. I mean, that's a, that's a toxic dude, man. That whole movement is just toxic. Well, yeah, and just it's insulting to the intelligence of anybody who has an even cursory knowledge of history, like anything at all. If you have any... If you have a high school history background, it's insulting. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've learned anything about slavery, if you read any Frederick Douglass or anything about, I, like, I, I don't see how you can watch that and think, like, wow, that's deep. I j- it, because it's so insultingly stupid. It's really just dumb. And, and it's, like, if a white person made that and compared that, I would think it would be offensive because mm-hmm. I think slavery was pretty bad. So to compare the sufferings of millions of African people to the NFL, is, I mean, it's its incomprehensible to me well, is what it is. But yeah. we're in the business now of rewriting history and like... None of that, but Colin Kaepernick is a, just a really privileged, really spoiled kid. He's just another spoiled brat. That's all mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, but uh, the reason I bring up the history thing is Miss 1619 Project herself, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, she tweeted earlier this week um, to tell us that the reason the United States dropped the atom bomb was because even though they knew a surrender was definitely coming, they had spent so much money developing the bomb, they wanted to test it on Japanese people to prove it was worth it and that any other narrative is propaganda. So... I mean, I'm sure we have lots of listeners who are way more into World War II history than I am because it seems like all guys, that's like what they do with their spare time is learn about World War II. But um, but that's not even close to being a remotely nuanced or factual view of what happened at the end of World War II. No. And as somebody... I mean, like, my grandfather was in the Pacific Theater, like, going to little islands the, and helping defuse, like, well, bombs and stuff. Doing and that like, in the Battle of Tarawa, the Battle of Guadalcanal, Iwo Jima, etc., mm-hmm. these were horrific bloodbaths that right. were horrific at a huge cost to American troops. Horrific. Mm-hmm. These Japanese were fighting till the death, and a lot of them in Iwo Jima killed themselves and mothers and kids instead of um, instead of being captured. They did whatever they could, suicide attacks. Mm-hmm. This was, it was the most bl- brutal and bloody thing that we'd ever seen. And working our way up in the islands in the South Pacific to get to the mainland or get it within fighting distance of the re- mainland was a freaking nightmare for the Americans. Right. It was a nightmare. And a lot of times these landings went wrong. I think Ontario went wrong and these guys were stuck on a r- coral reef out there and they mm-hmm. were just mowed down, helpless. It was hellacious hellacious and to have another i mean i don't know how many people nicole hannah jones needed us to lose in world war ii but to, to well we weren't going to lose anymore it was the war was going to be over anyway we just right. felt like testing atom bombs on non-white people because they didn't surrender after the first atom bomb hit no they didn't and that was big it took two you know it, right it took two and they were said uncle after the second one now you could say that you know that that maybe they couldn't surrender after the first one because you know the infrastructure was screwed mm-hmm. up and whatever. Who knows? Who knows? But she's a moron. I'm so sick of these 
dummies. But they just come out here and say this stuff and people take it as truth. We're just like actively rewriting history as we go. It's like total. But it's like a free for all. You just let some crazy person on Twitter with a Twitter following like be a professor and write stuff for the New York Times and like and then it gives her this credibility and then she tweets stuff like this and you're like this person's just a dunce. Yeah, but you know what? You know what she's doing is she's she's throwing chaff out there mm-hmm. um, because she knows this has all been a grift. But the more stuff she can throw out there, the more she can direct furor and anger, etc., the more it gives her a little bit more cover. Right. And some people will say, oh, really? Oh, well, huh, is, that, is that thoughtful? Maybe it's thoughtful. Maybe there's something, etc. And, and actually, all it has to do, all, all it has to do is vilify the West and certainly America. And it's going to be, you know, so much of the country has been educated mm-hmm. to have an appetite for that stuff that all this crap absolutely works. Right. And there's a great thread that I retweeted a little while ago that's from today for Veterans Day that fully debunks this insane claim about, you know, the U.S. and the dropping the atom bombs and all that stuff. But, But it's just like, it's shocking to me because, you know, I grew up in a culture where on Veterans Day, to my absolute uh, horror as a child, obviously, my mom would take us to our grandfather's house and he would like tell us stories about being in the Pacific and going to these islands and stuff and whatever. And like, as a kid, I thought it was super boring and like annoying. But like, I'm really glad that we did that. And that stuff like, that I heard those things. And you know, it's, There was a time when people in this country grew up with a shared culture and understanding of what our history has been and an understanding of like where we've come from and why we've done the things that we've done. And like, even if we've gone back and said like, okay, this issue had more complexity or we should talk more about why we did X, Y, Z. Like we had a debate in my high school class. Like it it was like a an activity we had to do for school where we had to like gather a bunch of sources and argue back and forth should we have dropped the atom bomb i mean that's been like a debate forever Mm -hmm. but nobody threw out this insane unsubstantiated claim that we just knew the war was going to be over and we just felt like testing the atom bomb on people of color and said that's that as if everything else was stupid we actually debated it because it's actually a nuanced and debatable question was it worth it and like how many lives would have been saved etc right like you know i i tend to agree with the position that it was worth it Mm -hmm. and we should have done it but like that's a reasonable thing i mean a lot of people talk about this and have this argument right like and have for a while but this like black and white pardon the expression, no pun intended, way of viewing the world where it's like everything America does evil automatically and like we're just going to dumb it down and distill it to like the stupidest possible thing. NFL, evil. Atom bomb, evil. America, bad. The communists actually won World War II. Duh. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not only, you know, a completely biased narrative but it's just like stupidly inaccurate and dumbed down to like the lowest possible point and like joe biden coming out here and saying like a black man invented the light bulb or whatever i mean there's a big argument in uh british theater there's a there's a play production of the musical prince of egypt based on the like Disney movie or whatever it is. I Dreamworks hope there's a trans movie. character in it. Well, it's you know it's the Passover story, Prince of Egypt. So first of all, when the play was in the U.S., there were 
Jewish writers complaining that there wasn't Jewish, there weren't Jewish cast members in it. It was like a diverse cast, but it wasn't Jewish people. But and it's a Passover story, so you know. Um, but anyway, uh, now that it's in England, they've cast a black woman to be Queen Nefertari, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, this actress has been tweeting about how she's like a proud black woman playing a proud black queen from history. Mm-hmm. And uh, Egyptians online, like from Egypt, don't like black Westerners claiming that the Egyptians were black. So they've been yelling at her online now. And they actually, they're a lot more racist than most Western white people would be. But um, but they're, I mean, like, if we're going to go in for representation, like, right? Like, why shouldn't the Egyptian queen historically be played by an Egyptian actress? What, you know, like... You wouldn't let a black queen be played by a white actress, so why are the Egyptians allowed to be played by other races, right? I don't know. But so Prince of Egypt actually had to put out a statement that says they strongly condemn discrimination and racism and they're appalled by the social media comments and they want the government to step in because England actually, they do step in on hate speech online and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I mean, like, the it, it that's another one is like, oh, the Egyptians were like, Black kings and queens. It's like a simplification of history. That's not the way the ancient world envisioned and understood race. They saw it very differently from we do, from the way that we do today. And it's a dumb way of looking at it to like reduce a story about Egypt to people being black or white or whatever. Yeah, but but also just as far as you know us coming now and doing a reaccounting now we're doing this this uh mm-hmm. racial reckoning now with all the things and and looking or our war history reckoning now etc this stuff was also adjudicated at the time you know mm-hmm. the uh, the bombing of germany by b-17s including around dresden etc mm-hmm. a lot of these daytime bombings and nighttime bombings that ended up with firestorms um and huge mass civilian uh, yeah. casualties this stuff was condemned at the time. They called the stuff off at the time because they said we got a problem here. We're we're we're, we're roasting uh, innocent German families in the streets here, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's no good. It's not a good look. We don't want this kind of stuff. And they also it, the the thing for the for the atomic bomb was. I mean, Truman said we absolutely we got to end this. We got to end this. I'm sick of signing these. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seeing this stack of dead people casualty reports on my my thing. This war needs to stop. Do whatever it needs to, to, to stop. Well, right. It. And as a politician, too, you know, you're thinking in the future, what are the families of the people who die for the next two years going to come say to me when it turns out I had this bomb and I didn't right. use it? Right. No, no doubt about that. Um, so I just like I, I love this idea that the enlightened time is now. It's not. We have calcified with our own spoiled existences in the last 40 years. We haven't had real freaking challenges in this country in such a long time, and we've been so spoiled with all of our electronic devices and all the bounty that we have that we're not at the most enlightened time ever. We're at the least enlightened time ever, ever. We're terrible. We're we're so terrible because we have no challenges that we're creating them to pretend we've got challenges. Mm-hmm. All the racial strife and all the this and that and everybody in these weird sprouting gender issues, etc. We're making sh- up because we don't have enough real sh- that's wrong. And now we're starting to get some real sh- that's wrong creeping in, but we're too preoccupied 
with with attending to the pretension. So we're so instead of dealing with the inflation and real life things, gas price, real life things that are mm-hmm. happening, we're now this administration and, and lefties are now attending to the fake problems that they created because we didn't have any real problems, and they're still attending. That's why it's a priority that the first trans woman woman is the new HHS person, and the first Indian woman is this, and the first Indian woman is this. Listen, they're obsessed with the fake problems, mm-hmm. and now we have real problems. But they're still obsessed with the fake problems that they made up because we don't have any real problems. There were no problems. So, so uh, you know, the halls of Yale and Harvard and Columbia and whatever couldn't talk, look to existential problems in the world and said, or in this country anyway, and said, all right, I'll come up with some. Let me write a book. You know what? <laughs> Everything you're standing on is stolen land. The Kumquatquies and all the other ones, that's what you're on. You know what? But now we have real problems. So this is this is just a small thing. Mm-hmm. I meant to play this on the show in Connecticut, but Connecticut, but I forgot. Um, Connecticut has just um, the interim police chief in New Haven is named um, Dominguez. Uh, I think is it Michelle Dominguez? I'm not sure, but she's like kind of woke, and she's uh, she's she's what you have to be now to be a police chief in Connecticut. And okay, so so I would just want to let you hear this is just pieces of the news coverage of the new the new first female police chief first history in new haven the acting police chief renee dominguez appointed now to lead that history the first woman to lead the new haven police department permanently that means that for the first time ever there will be two women leading law enforcement in one of the state's biggest cities you can do whatever you want this is her and you can be whoever you want to be and that's what this position here today Means. She's crying. And it means for all the little girls. And it means girls. for all the women in the New Haven Police Department. Girls, chief women. Dominguez will be the first, first female permanent chief in New Haven. The and the first female permanent chief for any major city in Connecticut. Historic appointments. History. They are going to be a powerhouse of females. That's just from one news rep. So we're attending to the fake battles of the women being horribly... How's the crime level in New Haven? It is... Uh, it, it I is assume they Also historic <laughs> levels right now. But... But yeah, the overuse of the word historic has been bothering me for a while. Yes. I think I sent it to you when uh, there were headlines that Jojo Siwa had made history. Who's Jojo Siwa? What the... F- <laughs> what is Jojo Siwa? I can't learn any more new things about from now. <laughs> I don't want to know any more new things. Okay. She's a... Um, she was one of the kids who was on the TLC show Dance Moms with the little girls who dance. It was like around, on around the same time as like toddlers and tiaras mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. It's similar vein, like crazy moms and little girls who are made to dress up in crazy outfits and whatever. Anyway, so she was on that show, which kind of made her famous. And then she like had a YouTube channel and made these like hair bows and other Jojo Siwa branded merchandise mm. and all this stuff. So then she took a massive risk in her career that put her whole career in oh, jeopardy no. she in- and it- came out as gay. <gasps> oh my goodness, that is very brave. And it's weird that, that instead of her whole career being destroyed brave. by all the homophobes, it turned out everybody embraced her and was very loving and thought that it was great that she had a girlfriend and all that stuff. 
So uh, then she was on Dancing with the Stars. So she okay, Alice, I can't. I'm no, gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> this is how she made. I'm getting to the, the making history. She made history by being the first same-sex dancing couple on Dancing with the Stars. It was the that first time they had a girl a, dance with a girl. She made history. That is, it's history. It's going to be in the history books. Our kids are going to learn about it. So. Good, good. They're not going to learn the history of uh, the you know c- capturing the airfield, Henderson Field, and Guadalcanal. They'll learn about JoJo C. <laughs> That's what's important. Great. I, China, please invade. Please invade and just bring back some kind of logic, to, you know, or Russia. Somebody, just invade, okay? And execute me, please. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, uh, uh, yes. You better be careful. They're going to use that as evidence you colluded with the Russians That's right. pretty soon. That's right. He asked them to invade. We heard him collude on tape. By the way, if you go to our locals' house, mm-hmm. you're gonna see, and I, I love you, and I'm gonna miss you. you know, <laughs> no, Alice, it's no, because you've been a great wife, and you're very pretty. Yeah. I mean, you are a step-on wife. That's true. That's something. <laughs> but my new wife is not going to be. You are going to see my new friend, uh, Alice, um, Brittany Bray. Okay. Have you seen it? Her? Um, I've just. She's seen a police style. officer in Kenosha, and she testified today. Mm-hmm. She is a handsome. What was her testimony like? <laughs> what oh, she she... Really, it's compelling. It's... <laughs> what did she say? Did you look at the video? Can you look at it? I see the still shot. I don't want to play it right now. <laughs> oh, maybe I should. But can I go on here? You can, I, play can I give it? it to locals? Burn, burn. Oh, no. All she does is flip her hair and look at the camera <laughs> and Martha, melt the hearts of men everywhere. It's like, I don't even remember. Did she ask if anyone knows how to get in touch with the host of the Burn Barrel podcast? I believe I saw her intimate that, indeed. She knew that my step wife was simply not working out. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else? Any other housekeeping we have to do? Oh, yes. Uh, um, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. And thank you so much for your service. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. My brother, Jimmy Shattuck, James Shattuck, um, who's uh, went into the Army during the first Gulf War and then uh, hung out on the DMZ in Korea for a, uh, for a bit of time. Thank you, Jimmy. We're very proud of you. You're, you're, you're a namesake, James Shattuck. Is that his namesake or is James his namesake? No, little James is his namesake, I think. No. Oh, is it? Okay. I think so. Well, that's, we're proud confused. to have named him after you. Um, I was happy. I was lucky enough to live with Jim, private PFC Jim 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 Shattuck, mm-hmm. while he was in the army. For one week, he had me in his barracks. While everybody, most of the people were gone for some reason. This is when Hurricane Andrew was happening. Until his uh, sergeant found me out and said, "Are you?" He said to my brother uh, PFC Shattuck, yeah, "Is it possible <laughs> that you're housing a civilian?" In the army barracks here at Fort Campbell, and my brother, being an honest guy, said, uh, yes. And the guy said, okay, this can't happen. So we moved into a trailer together where we had a bunch of the other army guys uh, hang out. It was a lot of fun. I delivered pizza on the uh, on the base. Which Tom has blast. lots of fabulous stories from that time period. Oh, yeah. No, it was a, oh, in some horrific... I don't want to get into it. Don't even I mention that. I want you to tell that one. I can't, dude. I want you to tell that one. I can't. It's, it's, it's awful. I can't. Oh, my God. Someday the you'll hear The only time I ever story. had a woman say, I want I want you to make love to me, ever in my life, like in broad daylight, as I'm holding a mop happened, and it was not in a good way. Trust me. Oh, my I can't bring this up. You don't understand what this does to me. It brings me right back to that, that time. Huh. 
Oh. Ina, enjoy your tales of not wanting to do dishes, so you threw them in the yard. Oh, yeah. That was uh, peak uh, dumb chat. That doesn't change very much, actually. Of the trailer park. Yeah. Very classy, honey. Very classy. Yeah. I was, some of the dishes were too dirty. I was like, F this, and just threw them in the yard. And, uh, yeah. This is a tra- we lived in this trailer, Car- Carter's Mobile Home Lot in Maybe uh, there's Kentucky. a reason why the women that you wanted to tell you to make love to them didn't say that to you. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I never really have moved out of that trailer park, really. <laughs> ah, okay. But anyway, for all the real veterans and not just people who slept in the barracks while their brothers yes. were... Yeah, I consider serving. me a veteran because I slept in the barracks and drank uh, Jack Daniels with my brother. Did you eat at their MREs? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Jimmy used to bring back MREs and T-Rats, which are huge. Okay. T-Rations, which are huge. They're, they oh, Stuff tastes great. Uh, until it stops tasting great. But, okay, all right. so all you real veterans out okay. there, thank you for your service, and uh, we appreciate it. Um, what's going on with my music here? Um, wow, what a... T- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my goodness. Laura Ingram over here, Casey Kasem, the hell, Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live! We'll do it live, okay? I don't want any problem, step on wife, okay? Don't step <laughs> on me, okay? My goodness. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We also have a website, burnbarrelpodcast.com, and an email address. That's burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us, as Tom was mentioning, at burnbarrel.locals.com and meet his new wife, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also at patreon.com slash burnbarrel and uh, all the other places that you listen to podcasts, YouTube, Rumble, etc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.